Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof, where we're kicking life with bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan. As a master martial artist and sixth-degree black belt with 40 years' experience, I've spent my life empowering kids and adults with hope and the courage and confidence to believe in themselves, to overcome their fears and battle through their challenges, to stand up to any bully they're facing, either real or in their mind. And now I've got the opportunity to share these messages with you each and every week. So get ready as we go on this life-changing journey together to become bullyproof and to live our best kick in life. Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. So how's everybody doing? Hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully you're staying healthy. Hopefully you're staying sane. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully you're spending a little time with your family and, and, and you know, being happy, as, as happy as you can be. I mean, oftentimes, yeah, I'm just guilty, caught up in the, the rat race, so to speak, of the world and everything that's going on with uh, COVID and the shutdowns and, you know, wear a mask, don't wear a mask crowd, and, of course, all the political stuff, and holy cow, you can just get bombarded. <clears throat> Head's going to explode from all the stuff going on. So... Kind of made me think about the title of this video and why I'm doing this video and why we're doing this video blog. And it's also going to be, you know, airing on our podcast, the Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life podcast. And that is when you try to be everything to everyone and you try and make everyone happy every single time, every single day, man, oh man, that's the surest way to your own personal unhappiness. That's the surest way to driving yourself completely nuts. Yeah. It really is. That's a lot of extra pressure, a lot of extra burden on you that you, you really don't need. Now, you know what? I'm a people pleaser, and there's nothing wrong with being a people pleaser as long as you have your core values in place. Now, I tell you that because I didn't always have my core values in place. And when you don't have your core values in place, you really have no boundaries. How long, how far are you going to stretch with this thing? How much are you going to take? How much are you going to endure? How much are you going to give up of yourself to try and please somebody? And as we know, there's a lot of people out there that will go above and beyond to take advantage of you. I mean, they'll go out of their way <laughs> to get one over on you. It's unfortunate. You know, the old saying is, you know, first time, shame on them. Second time, shame on you for allowing it to happen the second time. But once again, if you don't have the boundaries up, you don't have your core values, you don't know where those boundaries are. Now, our core values here at the Academy and in my life personally, four. I call them the core four. Honor, integrity, discipline, and respect. And everything I do surrounds around those core four. Now, that doesn't mean I'm perfect in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't, I mean, I make mistakes every single day, but I always go back and usually the mistakes I've made that uh, uh, when I try and please everybody, and I'll do everything I can at the Academy. And that's kind of a mission we have here. We'll go above and beyond to make it right as long as we stay within those core four pillars, honor, integrity, discipline, and respect. Meaning we let people know up front, the kids are gonna have to work hard to earn, earn, I'm gonna say it again, earn their belts and their uniforms. Heck, we don't even give them a uniform for the first four weeks. They gotta earn that thing by their manners, their discipline, their respect, yeah, their attitude, their effort, not only here at the Academy, but what they do at home as well. You know, we require they put their shoes side by side nice and neat. We require that they get their own attendance card and bring it up. Not mommy and daddy holding their hand. Now for a while, for the four-year-olds, yeah, maybe the first week or so mom and dad can help out. 
but we want the kids taking charge. We don't want to hold their hand and, and uh, uh, be holding their hand throughout. Now, they have to go through this process. They have to bow when they get on the mat. They have to please and thank you, best attitude, best effort. And I know they're a little scared at first, but we've been doing this a long time. I've been teaching for almost, what, my gosh, 35 years now. Um, well, not only martial arts, but in sports, coaching, and uh, being a personal trainer, and, a, and uh, an aerobic instructor, yeah, strength and conditioning coach, all those things. But for, like I said, 35 years, and I've found what works and what doesn't work. And what doesn't work is trying to please everybody every single time, every single day, and then trying to be who you're not just to please somebody else. If people don't like you for who they are, who you are, then why you want to be a cheap replica of somebody else? I know, man, that's wham! That's a right hook of reality and left uppercut of truth, but that's the truth. And it kind of gets back to what I was talking about here at the academy. We make them earn the right to get that uniform, meaning they put their shoes side by side, meaning they're giving mom and dad a hug and a kiss and saying thank you after class. They're putting forth their very best effort. Now, that isn't for everybody. No. Matter of fact, before I set up those core four values, you know, somebody would come in and say, well, he feels a little out of place not having a uniform. Can we just get him in a uniform early? And I would try and explain to the folks. I said, well, you know what I've found over the years? This is the best way. You kind of dangle the carrot. It sets the precedence right off the bat that they're going to have to work hard, not only for the uniform initially, but they're going to have to work hard to get their stripes and get their belts and, you know, get their promotions and uh, any certificate they're going to earn or most improved student. They're going to have to put in the work in order to get it. I'm not a believer in giving them something they haven't earned. And people uh, make up, well, you know what, he's, he's kind of had it rough. He's eight years old. He's tired or he's had a rough day. And I would sometimes cave to that. I'm ashamed to say it, but it's the honest, goodness, truth. Now, in the most polite way possible, I just tell him he's eight years old. Well, I mean, come on. He's got a great family that's bringing him to academy. Obviously, he's got nice clothes on. He's got a good roof to uh, live under. He's got a nice house. He's obviously got plenty of food to eat. How has he got it rough? <laughs> you know, so I, I don't accept that nonsense anymore. And I definitely don't accept somebody uh, uh, requesting or demanding that the kid get a uniform before they've earned it. Now, in the past, we've had that happen before. And I would kind of break my own uh, uh, core values and say, all right, well, you know, I guess it's okay this time. Anytime I would do that, you know, and those others, martial arts studio owners or business owners, anytime you breach your core values, you're gonna pay for it tenfold. And I did every single time, you know, come up for the belt promotion and they wouldn't do a very good job. And would, hey, he's not gonna pass this time. Well, you know, and it was nothing but trouble. So we wing that out right off the bat. Meaning we tell people, hey, we're gonna do everything we can to make it right, but they're gonna earn the belt. They're gonna earn the uniform. They're gonna earn their stripes. And if that's not for you, that's okay. We're not for everybody. I had a guy, this is not too terribly long ago, Kid came in, we went over the whole thing with him, told him about they got to earn their belt or earn their first uniform. And we give them a t-shirt to feel part of the class. So they're wearing a t-shirt, Grogan's t-shirt, so they can be a part of the class. But like I said, I believe make them earn their uniform. Well, the very next class, the kid comes in, he's got a uniform on. Well, it's not one of ours. And I asked the dad, I said, hey, where did he get this uniform? Well, I bought it for him because, you know, he was a little uncomfortable not having a uniform and everybody else has got a uniform. And I said, well, sir, I thought, if, if I didn't cover this very well, or if our program director didn't cover it very well, then I apologize, but we want the kids to earn the uniform and we'll give you the free uniform when you sign up after four weeks. But you know, he can't just have a uniform that he hasn't earned. And they ask, well, you know, he's my son and I paid for it and this and that and went on and on. And I just know what's right for my boy. And I just let him talk. 
And when he was done talking, I said, you know what, sir, let's, let's head over here to the, the, the counter here. I'm going to get you a refund because obviously we're not the right place for you. And the guy goes, well, what are you talking about? And I said, if we're having this much trouble in the second class where you don't want to follow and adhere to our core values, then we're really not the right place for you. I gave the guy his money back and sent him on his way. Now, I'm not telling you that so I can sound like a tough guy here. I'm telling you that because in the past, I wouldn't have done that. And I know where this would have gone because I've done it. Next thing, they're complaining about this and that. And it's, you're spending, you know, the old Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. You're spending 80% of your time with 20% of the people. Now, in my case, I call it the Grogan principle, what it used to be. I'd spend 95% of my time with the 5% of the people that were <laughs> causing problems that we just weren't right for to begin with. So now we try and wing that out up front. And once again, you can't be everything to everyone. The surest way to your own personal unhappiness is trying to be everything to everyone and trying to make everyone happy every single time in the process, you're gonna be the most unhappy, miserable person on the planet. That's just the way it works. You may not be right for some people and that's okay. You know the way I look at it? There's 7.7 billion, 7.7 billion people on this planet. You're not gonna be right for all 7.7 billion. There's 330 roughly million people in the United States of America. You're not gonna be right for all of them either. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. But if you try and change who you are to be right for this person and this person and this person and that person, you're, you don't know who the heck you are anymore. You sure as heck aren't being true to yourself. Yeah. Now I know once again, that's a bitter pill to swallow, but I'm telling you from personal experience, it's a way that over the years I have bullied myself so much that, that, that I mean, it almost drove me mad. That's why I established our core four. Now your core four may be different, but if you don't know what those are, you need to establish those. And what is honor to me? Honor is doing the right thing, standing up for the right thing, doing what you can, everything you can to help out others, as long as it doesn't breach your next core value, which is integrity, which is doing the right thing, even when no one's looking, and even if you're the only person doing the right thing. You might be standing all alone, but you know in your heart it's the right thing to do. You know in your heart that this person's going to be better because you were harder on them than giving them something they didn't earn. That's the integrity. Honor first. Have that honor to follow your integrity and never breach your integrity. It's something my grandma would tell me all the time. She'd say, Richie, what's your integrity worth? Richie, if you sell your integrity today for a dollar, what do you sell for tomorrow? $2, $3, $4, $10, maybe it's $100. Is your integrity worth a hundred bucks? Now I'll tell you, back when I first started the business, uh, I, I, I would have sold my integrity for a hundred bucks because it had been a way to pay the bills. I'm ashamed to say it, but I'm telling you that from experience. But guess what? That hundred dollars, it was not worth it because you know you lose who you are, your character and your integrity. What do you got left? And the next one, uh, the core four, is discipline. You gotta have that personal discipline to not breach your word, to not go back on your integrity and not lose your honor in the process of being who you were born to be. God gave you a special gift. He did. Utilize that gift, that one and only gift. Don't throw that gift away. And that gift is not meant to make everybody happy because it's an impossible scenario. It just is not going to work. And the last one is respect. And respect, it all starts with respecting yourself enough to remember to have that personal discipline, to not go back on your word, to have that personal discipline, to have the integrity. You know, Grandma Bonnie told me about that I breach from time to time. And that integrity leads right back to where we started with that honor. Be honorable in what you say, be honorable in what you do, be honorable in who you are. 
honor, integrity, discipline, respect. I call, call those the core four. Those four unite and lock, just like the power of a fist. And those also happen to be the core four of our black belt principles. Our black belt principles, I call the first three the mindset principles, humility, courtesy, and bravery. Yeah, you gotta be humble enough to be willing to learn from everybody. As Socrates says, all I know is I know nothing. I'm willing to learn. Yeah, courtesy, being courteous to others, willing to listen, but also being courteous to yourself, meaning you don't have to take everybody's advice. And bravery, being brave enough to be open-minded enough to be courteous to listen, be open-minded enough to be humble enough to learn, but be brave enough to say no. Be brave enough to yourself to say, I can't be everything to everyone. Be brave enough to tell yourself that, look, I'm gonna be courteous to myself because, boy, if I try to make everybody else happy, I'm gonna be the most unhappy person on the planet. And that gets right back to humility. And personal humility does not mean weakness by all means. It means humble enough to learn from your past experiences to not make the same mistakes over and over and over again. So those are the first three, uh, uh, humility, courtesy, bravery. The next, I told you, the core four is honor, integrity, discipline, respect. And the last one of our black belt principles is the foundational piece, and that's perseverance. And that perseverance is that foundation, that foundational piece that holds everything up. You know, you can't build a house on sand. If you do, all it's going to happen, it's going to sink. Yeah. And I, for many, many years with the business, tried to build my house on a, on, a, on a very unstable, sandy foundation. And what happened? I went bankrupt twice. Yeah, went in, went in depression and anxiety and all these other things that you know happen when, when you don't have a solid foundation. Now, solid foundation, well, I'm a Christian now. I believe in uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So that's a piece of that solid foundation. The other part is the other seven black belt principles that I adhere to every part of my life. And the other part of that perseverance and that foundation is this. It's not a matter of if, and as Rocky says, it's not a matter of if, but when life kicks your butt and beats you to your knees and keeps you there permanently if you let it. It's not a matter of if that happens, but when that happens. When that happens, that's when you're going to hit that foundation. You're going to hit that ground. You're going to hit that turf. You're going to hit that canvas. Hit that bottom, whatever that may be for you. But that perseverance is getting back up one more time, fighting another round, saying, is that all you got, baby? Bring it. I can handle it. And here's the deal. And I see all the hearts popping up and the loves and the comments. And you guys are touching my heart. Give me all goosey bumpy here. Thank you so, so very much. And when you jump on here, I, I didn't say it this time, but always say hi, please. And if there's something you'd like to hear from me or if you've got your personal stories you'd like to share when you tried to be everything to everyone and it led to your own personal unhappiness, share that with others. Because I, I used to not share personal stories because I was afraid. I was afraid, man, people are going to find out that, you know, I'm supposed to be this macho, tough guy, Master Brogan, and I've got all the answers. And if people find out that I've got anxiety problems and went through bouts of depression, and I was bankrupt twice and, uh, you know, went to a stage where I didn't care for myself very much. Boy, that's a flaw. No, that's not a flaw. What that is, that's ego. Ego saying, trying to be somebody you're not to please people that you can't please. That's what ego is. And that's the whole title and prop, uh, 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 purpose of this video is humility, man. I'm a human being. I screw up just like everybody else. But I do my best to learn from them screw-ups. And that's where I set the core foundations of honor, integrity, discipline, and respect. And as I was saying about perseverance, each time you get back up after your butt's been kicked, after it's been handed to you, you get yourself back up. You're strengthening those perseverance muscles. You're strengthening that foundation that you're going to build the beautiful house, that beautiful life, that beautiful God gift that he gave you on. You're getting up. But on the adverse side, each time you lay there, each time you stay down, it gets harder and harder and harder to get back up. Now, I know it's not easy. 
it's not easy for what we're going through right now. You know, we're, 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 we're I'm not, I don't want to have a pity party here because there's people out there far worse off than we are, but financially it's kind of tough. You know, it really, really is. And the amount of hours myself, my wife and our kids are working is insane, but we're doing it because we want to lead by example. We're not giving up on this thing. We're not giving up on our students, not giving up on the thousands of fans we have out there that count on us for the motivation and the inspiration and the empowerment to get back up and fight one more time. Yeah, that's what we're all about. And Jessica says, we appreciate, and I should have read some of our other comments. I apologize. We appreciate all your talks and the impact you have on our boys' lives. Well, thank you, Mrs. Hunt. And I absolutely love your family. And, uh, um, you know, your family's a, a perfect, and uh, thank you, Val. Love you. And I saw my man, uh, Kyoshi Herbie Bagwell, which is a beautiful human being inside and out, posting some nice comments as well. You know, your family came to us and, uh, you know, it, it, it I mentioned right off the bat, we're going to be firm. We're going to make, oh, I'm going to say your kids' names on the air here, but we're going to make your wonderful boys earn every step of the way. Yeah, and now look at them. They're both in the black belt class. Why? We didn't give up on them, which we never will. But most importantly, you didn't give up on us and your boys. And that's why they're going to achieve their black belt. Uh, we're shooting for May of 2021. And that's a tribute to you, uh, putting in the hard work. Not all parents stay. It gets tough. Sometimes the kids cry. Sometimes the kids don't get their belts. That's just all part of it. Now that rips my heart out every time that happens. But what ripped my heart out even more, if I tried to please the people and do the wrong thing, breach my integrity by giving a child or a student something that they know they did not earn. Why? Unfortunately, society does that too often. We give grades to kids because moms and dads complain too much. And the parents don't want to, or the teachers don't want to deal with the parents. Coaches give a kid a trophy just for showing up. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with it at all. Now, there's nothing wrong with, you know what, if it's, if it's a uh, uh, part of, you are part of this team, you worked hard, it's a team trophy or a team uh, commemorative necklace so you can have something to commemorate the memory of it. No problem with that. But I do have a problem with, hey, everybody gets a trophy, even though you didn't put forth any effort, you get to come in last place, that's all right, you still get rewarded. And why do I have a problem with that? Because that's not how society functions. What are we seeing right now? We're seeing a lot of kids that grew up getting a trophy for not, for not doing a doggone thing, and now they're having temper tantrums, and they're, they're not able to handle uh, uh, the struggles that life throws at them. Now, on the sad side of that, the suicide rate for ages I looked this up the other day and it gave me just chills beyond words. Unbelievable. The suicide rate, the highest suicide rate, it's always been the middle school era, you know, between like uh, uh, 13 to about 17. And I know it gets into high school, but it's being overtaken now by kids 18 to 32. I mean, that's a big gap, man. Huge gap. The biggest one's right around the 24 mark. 24. Why? Because... Unfortunately, they've been given things they haven't earned. Then they've got through college. I've even heard of professors telling me that kids in college will have their parents come in and argue with the college professor about the grade they're getting. Yeah. So they go through all this. They graduate high school, graduate college. They get out in the real world and find out they don't just get a job for showing up. They got to actually put forth some work. They can't handle the pressures because they never had, they've never been knocked down before. and They never had to stand back up and stand on their own two feet. So what are they thinking? They're thinking that they're a failure, thinking they're a loser, thinking that everybody else has got this sunshine and rainbow life, but I must be a loser because everybody gets all these likes on Facebook and Instagram that I don't get. Well, then they end up killing themselves. 
It's true. It's horrid. It's scary. But there's a lot of us in society to blame for that, for allowing this to happen, for, for once again, trying to be everything to everyone, trying to please everyone with every decision we make. Sometimes telling somebody, no, I will not tolerate that. No, you're not getting your belt. No, that is unacceptable behavior. Yeah, it may sting a little bit. Yeah, it may hurt a little bit. But what's going to hurt worse? Them getting a little bit of discipline right now or them committing suicide? You know, permanent solution to a temporary problem later on in life. I know, man, that's hard. It's harsh. Bang, a huge right hook, huge uppercut. But that's the right hook of reality. We all could do a better job with that. And I truly believe in my heart. It starts with setting those principles, those core four pillars. And mine, once again, honor, integrity, discipline, respect. I'll do everything I can to make it right. But if it breaches those core four, I'm not the right person for you. I'm not the right coach for you. We're not the right academy for you. And that's okay. That doesn't mean I'm right and you're wrong or you're right and I'm wrong. It just means we're not going to blend together. I can learn and I'm always willing to learn. That's why our number one black belt principle is humility. When I, we put these black belt principles together, put these together about uh, six, seven years ago now, um, and they changed many times. All I knew was up front that humility was A number one and perseverance, those were the bookends. I knew that. I kind of stack it this way. This was humility was at top and perseverance was the bottom foundational piece. But the other ones, they didn't have all those worked out yet. And we changed it several times. But the reason humility had to be number one, because it's kind of repeat what I said earlier, what Socrates says, all I know is I know nothing. Up until 2012, I didn't know I could read because I chose not to read. <laughs> I just didn't. I thought, wow, pfft. I know everything there is. No, I'm in my 40s now. What, what else am I going to learn? Ah, I got it all. No, that was, that was ego talking. And I'll tell you this from experience. And the other reason humility is number one is a reminder to me, but a reminder for my instructors to pass that on to the students. Once again, we can learn from everybody. Keep an open mind. And that's kind of our little uh, um, definition of humility. Uh, keep an open mind and be willing to, willing to learn from everyone. Yeah, good or bad. Doesn't mean you're always learning good stuff. You learn a lot from others of how not to act, how not to present yourself, how not <laughs> to take advantage of others, how not to try and you know, please everybody every single time. That's learning too. But anyway, humility is number one because it counterbalances your ego. And I tell you this, and I've said this many times in many speeches and many blogs, when my ego was high, everything else was flatlining, baby. My ego was high, my... Uh, um, my relationship with my family and Val says, precious you and your family are. <laughs> Thank you, Val. You are you so beautiful. You touch my heart and give me goosebumps every time I read your comments. Thank you very much. And uh, Val was uh, in, in high school. Um, you know, I tried to be cool like everybody else, but you know, I had some people mean and rude and picked on me, but not Val. She was always there and always supportive. And uh, I grew up on a farm, so I got made fun of for being a farm boy a lot. You know, it is what it is, but I used to take those things personally. But Val was always coming to my aid and rescue and was always polite and nice to me. And I've never forgetting, forgotten that, Val. Thank you. But back to where my ego was. Uh, ego was high. Everything else in my life was flatlining. You know, mentally, I wasn't in the right place because I thought I knew everything. Spiritually, I didn't need God because I think ego stands for you. Ready for this? Ego edging God out. Saying, God, pff, I got this. I don't need your help. Yeah, ego. Uh, my relationship with my wife and kids was not in the best place because... Ah, I'm ego, I'm God, I'm man, I, I, I do what men do. Terrible, financially, terrible. Ego killed everything. So since a flip-flop, 
crush that ego, man, knock that ego down to the ground and beat it and kept it down, putting humility number one. Well, my relationship with my wife is much, much better. Relationship with my kids is much, much better. Relationship with God, I got baptized, is much, much better. Financially, up until this crisis, was much, much better. And it's still, it's still good. Um, but uh, there's been a lot of, you know, 20, how long we had to business now? 23 years put into that. But anyway, you can't have both. They're in kind, it's kind of like the two wolves that are battling for power in your mind, right? The good wolf and the bad wolf. And I think the good wolf is humility and the bad wolf is ego. They're constantly battling and whichever wolf you feed is the wolf that's going to dominate your life. Yeah, same thing. You feed the wolf that I got to be everything to everyone. I got to please everyone every single time. That wolf's going to dominate your life. And what happens? You're going to be miserable and you're going to be nothing for no one. You're not going to be any good for anyone. Yeah, that's, that's another, I could have wrote that in the title here. When you try to be everything for everyone, you end up being nothing for no one. It's true, because you can't be. You can only be you and be you. Be the one in 7.7 .7 billion. Utilize the gifts that God gave you to be that person, to be that best person. We've all got a gift that nobody else on this planet possesses. I mean nobody. Now, it's not always easy to, dis to, to distinguish what that gift is, but I promise if you sat down and maybe asked your friends, what am I good at? Which, you know, you'd have to swallow your ego, your pride in order to do that. You'd find out. Write in a journal. Start writing down the things you love to do, things you enjoy doing, things you would do without being paid for. I know it sounds crazy. You start writing those things down and every night start doing it and look back on your journal notes. You're going to see things, patterns that repeat. And those patterns that repeat somewhere in there, that's going to be your gift. Mine, I love to talk. I love to empower people. I love to inspire people. I love to motivate people. This gives me the greatest joy and the greatest satisfaction I've ever known. You know, I've been uh, um, trying, to fit, trying to finish my book up. I'm spending a lot of hours on that. I was up later than I should have been last night, about 2 in the morning, typing on my book. And then was here literally all day, uh, uh, taught tonight, which, you know, I don't always get a chance to teach classes. Taught six classes tonight. So, uh, to be honest with you, I'm a little tired. But putting this Facebook Live on, seeing these hearts pop up, seeing these comments pop up, seeing all the people watching this. Man, that gets me pumped, gets me excited, makes me feel good about what I'm doing here. And of course, the more energy I get from that, the more energy I'm gonna send right back. And that's the beauty, right? Yeah. Now, am I trying to be everything to everyone on this, on this line or this, this uh, podcast and this video blog? I'm hoping I touch on enough points that impacts you in a positive way. And maybe it does and maybe it doesn't. But here's the thing, what I've learned, honor, integrity, discipline, respect, my core four. I'm gonna be true to me and true to my core values, true to my principles, and true to my God-given talents. And if that doesn't fit for some people, then it just doesn't fit. That was hard for me. That was very hard for me because I always wanted to be a people pleaser. But once again, you try and please everybody, you try and be everything to everyone every single time, you end up being nothing to no one. And worse than anything, you end up bullying yourself to the point that you lose respect for yourself. And truthfully, I think the reason there's so much hate and violence and crime and just pure evil in the world is from lack of self-respect. Because if you don't respect yourself, how in the world can you ever respect anything or anyone else? It's impossible. It truly is. So respect yourself enough. Come up with your core four. Minor honor, integrity, discipline, respect. If you're just joining the line, I explained earlier uh, what those four are and what they mean. But those are my core values. And like I said, here at the Academy, we'll do everything we can to make it right. You know, with our Grogan's Bullyproof page, when I give speeches and seminars and webcasts and all the other stuff, um, you know, writing my book. 
yeah, I want, to, I want millions of people to, to, to love the book, to dive into the book. And I think there's some great content in there, not only for kids, but for parents to help their, child, their children become bullyproof and give the parents the tools to look, what to look for when their child may be bullied. My goal is that it impacts everybody, but that's probably not going to be the case. There's probably going to be some people out there don't like it. I know, that hurts. I hate when I get a negative or a, 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 a what is it, anger face or a bad comment. I don't like that but I gotta realize that comes along with it. So I'm not gonna pay any more attention to that than I do anything else. So there we go. Woo, there we go. How was that, huh? That's filled with right hooks and some jabs, some crosses, some uppercuts. Yeah, but I want you to know, no matter how hard I'm hitting here, it all comes right from the heart, baby. And that, I used to, it used to be dangerous. You know, my dad, uh, bless his soul, he's, he's still alive. I, I love my dad, I, don't, I need to see him more. But uh, he had a rough childhood and was a, he was a wounded Vietnam vet. He was all about, don't you ever expose weakness, because if you expose weakness, somebody's going to blatantly take advantage of you. And that's how I grew up. I mean, he did the best. I often think I grew up like that Johnny Cash song, A Boy Named Sue. Pretty much said, Richie, I'm not going to be around a lot. You're going to be the man of the house. And I didn't realize the man of the house at eight years old meant going out and milking our milk cow and shoveling horse poop and baling hay and breaking frozen ice so the horses and cows could drink water in the wintertime. I don't know what that meant, but that's just what it was. Didn't find out until later that not everybody did those things. I didn't know. But anyway, he, that was his thing. He's going to toughen me up because he knew the world, if he didn't toughen me up, the world was going to blatantly take advantage of me. So he never showed any weakness. That was his thing. And that, that's who he is today. You know, he's 76 years old and still moving along strong. Love dad and love mom. She brought me up rough and tough too. You know, she wouldn't let me get away with, uh, with, with, you know, with the city boys, as they would call them, would get away with. I'd try and pull that crap, and man, that did not fly at all. I don't know how many, well, <laughs> my parents are beating me, but, uh, you know, uh, what, what does it say in the Bible? Don't spare the rod, and they certainly didn't. <laughs> Neither did Grandma Bonnie, for that matter. Probably could have done a little bit more to save me some uh, heartaches and headaches and failures in life today. But anyway, I bring that up about them because dad was never one to show weakness ever, and even to this day. Well, I, I'm one willing now to kind of flay it open. Here's my heart, baby. I'm laying it out here. If you choose to slice it and dice it like Julian Fry's, well, you know what? I realize that you're, you're not part of my crowd. I can't please you, and that's okay. If you're cutting my heart up or you're cutting anybody's heart up who's given their heart to you, then you're probably not somebody I need in my life anyway. And I say that to you because I'm sure there's somebody out there watching right now that you've given your heart to somebody over and over and over and over again, trying to please them, being trying to please them when there's no pleasing them, and they keep cutting your heart up. Don't stop giving your heart out. That's the right thing to do. That's the godly thing to do. But just give your heart out to a different group of people. Give your heart out to somebody that appreciates what you're doing. Don't keep giving it to somebody that's going to slice it up. So... You laying your heart out there? Yeah, you're vulnerable, baby. You're taking a chance. You know, Simon Sinek uh, and, uh, is one of my favorite authors in one of his books. He said, thank you, Val. Amen to you. Amen to you. Simon Sinek said, uh, um, true love is giving somebody the power to hurt you by giving your heart to them, but trusting they won't. Woo. Man, that, uh, that guy that just hit me in the heart. Gives me goosebumps. Every time I say that, it hits me hard. And that's what true love is. You're, you're giving yourself up. You're laying your heart out there. And just know in society today, there's a lot of people out there that are ready to take a bite out of that heart. That doesn't mean you quit giving it to those that need it. You just be more selective on who you give your heart, who you give your time to, and who you try and please. Because some people you can't please. But as I titled this video, when you try and please everything, you try and be everything to everyone, 
That's the surest sign of unhappiness to yourself. Every, trying to be everything to everyone, you end up being nothing to no one. There we go. All right. Well, I see all kinds of comments popping up on the screen here. Man, oh, man. Oh, there's my new Facebook buddy. What's going on, sir? Only appeal to those who get you exactly. Be selective of the people. Thank you, Yvonne. Appreciate you. Uh, folks, follow this guy. He's got a great podcast, and he's got some great inspirational messages. i got to put my glasses on nowadays in order to read the comments on the screen. So sorry about that. So good stuff. All right, everybody, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy day. Time is the most sacred commodity, and the fact that you took time out of your day and you gave me, uh, uh, gave me your time, he says, hey, dude, keep it up. You got it, brother. Right hook of reality, left up a kind of truth. But it, uh, you took time out of your day to be with me, and I promise I'm going to continue doing as much research, as much study, and, and as much as I can to, to give you value for your time to give you everything I've got, to lay my heart out, and hopefully give you some messages on help you become bullyproof, learning from my errors and mistakes in the past. And this has been one of them, trying to be everything to everyone and trying to please every single one, every single person, every single time. It's impossible, and you're going to drive yourself mad doing it. And then if you're no good, you're not going to be any good to anybody. So good stuff, everybody. Just be yourself. Yes, yes. Love you too, brother. Appreciate you. All right, folks. Leave your comments. Uh, make sure you're following the, the Grogan's Bullyproof podcast. If you're not, got 212 episodes out. Uh, what we're doing this month, I'm filming a different video every single day for 31 days to become bullyproof in July. So uh, release video 15, number 15 today, because today's the 15th. Tomorrow will be video number 16, and we're going to keep releasing those. So I have 30 different ways that I've bullied myself in the past, but it's tips, suggestions, what I've learned on, uh, on how to become bullyproof in those areas. And hopefully you'll find, uh, uh, find some of those that maybe you're doing and then find the tips and strategies and suggestions that I've done to help me become bullyproof in those areas. It's a constant battle. It's never over, baby. But every day you're above ground is not only a good day, it's a great day, and it's another day for you to empower somebody else, another day for you to become bullyproof in your own life and to spread that joy and that love and that heartfelt commitment to helping someone else. And as Zig Ziglar says, how do you get everything you want in life? By simply helping enough other people get what they want. Truly. Like I said, I was a little tired today. I stayed up late last night, taught some impactful classes today and felt good. But now I'm, I'm motivated, baby. I'm going to be up all night. Why? Because I'm giving, giving it to you and you're giving it right back to me. And that's that serendipitous approach that is good for everybody. All right. I've talked long enough. Thank you so very much. From the bottom of my heart, I love you. God loves you. Please share that love with the world because now more than any, any time ever until the next big <laughs> crisis, we need that love, right? We truly, truly do. All right. And I had, oh, you know what? Real quick. I had somebody else say, well, I always hear you say, I love you. How, how do you know who I am? How do you know that you really love me? And my reply was, I don't know. But I know that by me sending that love out, hopefully you, 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 you get that. And how do I know that, you know, that love might be the only time somebody has had the, someone say to them today, this week, this month, this year, that I love you. And I do. You lead with love. You lead with your heart. Yeah, it can be dangerous. People out there flaying it, slicing and dicing it. But I'm telling you, you send it out there, you're going to get it back tenfold. All right, that's why I always say, I love you. God loves you. Please share that love with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise, you'll be your best, you'll become bullyproof, and you'll live your best kick in life. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Please share this video with somebody you know can benefit. Please tune into the podcast. And I can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof. 
This is your bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan, reminding you to sh- please share this podcast with someone who could benefit from this message. And please remember that five-star review to let others know that you're part of the Grogan's Bullyproof Tribe. And until we talk again, remember, you have the power to overcome your fears and battle through your challenges to stand up to any bully you're facing, either real or in your mind. So get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best, and I promise you'll become bullyproof and live your best kick in life.